I'm actually kind of proud of that new new opener that I made for it. That music just seems it's like it cheers so me down. up. Yeah, I like it's, it. It's so down your alley. Well, just the the it was funny. Just the the look on your face. <laughs> that kind of looked like you were getting your prostate examined a little bit. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's good shit, man. I like it. Thanks. You know what was good shit? Hold on. Last wait, Monday. Wait, hold Last on. Monday. Hold on a second. Before All you right. go into that, Dan, there's a new element to this show. I have to, uh, hold on. I have to be prepared for this. Where is it at? Okay. So we have a new element to the show here. So I want to just really quick get this out of the way. Sure. Uh, Bet US. We are now presented by Bet US. Go check out Bet US, every sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well as exceptional service. Use the link in the description. And it's also the link right here. That's where the game begins. Mm -hmm. Get a 125% sign-up bonus. So if you put in 50, they'll give you 75. You put in 100, they'll give you 125. Place your sports bets with BetUS. And if you do like to bet and you do deposit just $50 and go make some fun bets, that helps to... Oh, we lost Dan. BetUS. He was telling us about Bet US. There he is. There he is. I, ho I hope this is not going to be happening all night. I'll have to um, s switch something up here if it does. But um, I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Please tell me what you were about to say. Everyone told us that we, we were supposed to be unhappy about last Monday. Ah, oh, that game was boring and this, that, and the other. Man, I'm happy with the game Monday. I enjoyed the game on Monday. The Bears were in it the whole way. It looked like maybe they were going to blow it. I get it. But our quarterback came through in the clutch, which is something he hasn't done. You know, he stepped up. He, find, he found the wide-open receiver. He made the throw he had to make, and we won the game. What else do people want, man? He overcame that same shitty game plan we've been talking about. That's that was That was the fucking Packers game plan. You know, that was the first game of the year game plan. It's the one that they keep going back to that just doesn't seem to work. Ever. And he overcame it in the end there. It looked like for a minute there he was getting really down on himself right before that last pass for the, you know, to. That's what made it such a magical win because right. he did. He was crestfallen. He knew I've lost the game. And no one's even talking about maybe he fumbled because of his thumb. Right. He, he's fighting through pain. We have to forget that. We can't forget that rather. Uh, so the two fumbles, and then he comes back. I don't want to say against all odds because it's not like he was playing, you know, the eighty-five Bears defense. But he, you know, was on the road uh, with all that adversity, and he he made the throw on third down that set up the game-winning kick. Uh -huh. I was happy, and people forget too. Justin is only twenty-four years old. That's right. it. Right. He's gonna get better. I hope it's in Chicago, but maybe it won't be ultimately. But he's only 24. For God's sakes, he was born when I was in the 12th grade. He's young. <laughs> yes. He's not in his prime yet. He's going to get better. He's in his third year at when most quarterbacks are just coming out. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big plus. Good point, Dan. You know, the, the title of tonight's show is, is based on, like, if – because I, I mean, I, I really want Jim Harbaugh. I really want Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the deciding factor. He's going to be the uh, the better version of of um, 
Madden that came in with the with the Cubs and took them to the World Series. He, he'll, he'll be the Iberflus is almost like the uh, Rick Renteria of the Cubs at that time. Um, part of what's helping to build the the team and the culture, and then somebody else takes it over. Ultimately, at least that's what I'm hoping for. I, I we we all want them to win, right? We don't right. want to absolutely. I mean, you look at the schedule. And let me pull up the schedule because you, you you weren't part of this prediction, but you did predict an 11 and six record as well. So let's see. I don't know where you were with your predictions, but as- I don't recall. I don't recall. I, I would have thought uh, I was worried about an 0-3 start if we lost to Green Bay. I knew that because I was talking about the, the heat in Florida, then KC with no momentum. So any of those that right off the bat that looks like I, I would have gotten the Saints wrong. I would have thought that was our turn because Derek Carr's not any good. And uh I don't know, man. It, all I can tell you is this there's five games left. I love Jim Harbaugh too. But right now I'm rooting for Matt Eberflus because I want the Bears to win out. And I was so down that Green Bay got away with another one still. I don't like Kansas City at all, but they got away with two pass interference penalties at the end to steal one there. And of course, Detroit won yesterday too. I, I, I just still wanted them, them to lose so the Bears could catch up. Mm-hmm. But now we just have to beat the Lions on Sunday. Well, so I hope it happens. I mean, and we he, were, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you're George McCaskey and the Bears go to Green Bay and beat the Packers in Week 18, is it, are you going to fire that guy? As much as you hate Green Bay? I mean, maybe not. I mean, if he, especially if he runs the table and beats the Packers, maybe he earns his keep. I definitely would like to see Justin earn his keep here. It's just like last night, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it felt like when you're listening to the Packers commentating or Chris Collinsworth, I'm hearing an echo, Dan. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Still an echo. Is it, how about this? Better? Check. Hello. No, I hear an echo. An echo. Anymore? He is an echo. Anymore? Is it better now? Um. Nope. No. Nope. What? Maybe now. Nope. It's still echo. All right. My point was going to be. I'm just going to say it. Got Was it gone? No. My point though was going to say that when Green Bay starts to drive, Chris Collinsworth is like, you know, Mike. Uh, this Green Bay, uh, this Jordan Love, he seems like the 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 third coming. You had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and oh, we love Jordan Love. If if the Bears go on an eight minute drive with Justin Fields, he's like, you know, Mike, I don't know if Chicago has their guy. You know, they've got that first round pick from Carolina. Maybe they have to take another quarterback. It seems like I'm again, I'm sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but it feels like it's almost like it's a script written that. We have to say that the Bears are the job's up in the air, and it doesn't matter what Justin does. We have to beat that drum, but no matter what Jordan Love does, we have to say he's great. <laughs> Please, you know, because he's a Packer. I wanted to go back. To, are you still hearing the echo? No, okay. very, very uh, much taken care of. Thank you. Okay. Well, now it's echoing again. Fuck. Are you got? Are you guys in chat hearing an echo? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from Dan's mic or from Mike? From my not mic? you. I hear myself, not you. Okay, let me go to your settings. Hold on, let's see. 
automatically adjust it shouldn't be it's okay let me check my setting well let me say this while you're doing that foster's with us i hope you're feeling better today sir i know he was sick over the weekend oh was he well foster yeah. i hope you're doing better my friend let me see is this any better check hello hello nope. can you hear me no i can hear you fine everything i'm hearing i'm hearing again that's the problem hold on let me see here how about now is that any better let me see the sponsor was bet no, us bet us i'm still hearing myself under i don't know why but bet us okay hold on hold on is this any better now i was messing around with some stuff before the show because i bet us i'm still hearing what i'm saying a second time okay how about now bet us Instead of saying check, I'll just say our sponsor because we love the sponsor. Bet US. I'm a whore on FM radio, so I can throw out sponsorships all day, buddy. <laughs> Are you hearing yourself anymore now, though? Bet US. Yes, I am. What the hell? It's after I speak. It just it's it comes right back to me. Let me see if there's anything I can do on my end. I have I have all my settings the same as they have always been. How about is this any better now? Bet US. It's still doing it, but let's do a show. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. So I apologize if you guys are hearing that still. It's um I you know, I'm noticing when when I listen when I listen to some of the shows, if I'm talking and somebody's talking over me, my mic gets just drowned out. So I'm trying to, I was trying to mess with some settings to see if maybe, I thought maybe this one, like, uh, so Dan, talk right now. Let me talk over you. Bet. I'm talking US. over you right now. I'm talking over you right Bet now. Bet US. You guys in chat here, do, do Bet I, I sound out when I talk? Is this getting better? Bet US. I'm talking over him. Bet US. Talking over him, talking he over is him. The, that, that is the sponsor, Bet US. <laughs> Brought to you by BetUS. <laughs> this echo brought to you. No, that sounds negative. I can't say this. This echo is brought to you by BetUS. And somehow my freaking camera keeps turning off again. I don't know what the hell is going on here. We're going to fight through it. We're going to be like Justin against the Vikings. We're going to overcome turnovers and malfunctioning equipment. And we're going to score. Hey, I wanna... Maybe we didn't score enough. We didn't get any touchdowns. We have to, we, we have to revisit that. I wanna But we got the win. I wanted to bring the schedule up again because we all collectively there was five of us that picked. Uh, so if it was three to two, we picked a win or a loss, whatever the majority was. So in this case, the first four games we picked win, win, loss, win, and they were all losses. But if you go and look down the line there, we've only we've only been wrong twice since then. So if we actually do pick up these, let's just say we do win out here. That'll give us that'll give Floos his first win of every division uh, team in the division by the end of the season, right? It'll not only that give him that, but it'll finally give him more than one win in a row, which will certainly help. And in a way, I'm like, as much as I want to see wins, I'm kind of melancholy about that because 
I, I really want to see Harbaugh come in here and kick some ass with Justin Fields and this team. Well, I've got – I want to go to history for you. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. The 1977 Chicago Bears. You say, oh, God, Dan, why, why would you bring them up? Well, they had to run the table to make the playoffs. They won the last one, two, three, four, five, six games. They had to win the last six games, as I look at pro football reference, to make the playoffs. And guess what? They lost their first playoff game, and Jack Pardee left town, and they still hired a new coach. So, hypothetically, in your scenario, maybe the Bears win it out, although I hope we win if we if we get in there. But let's just say we didn't. Then maybe they still say, thank you, Mr. Eberflus, for getting us there, but it's not good enough, and we still hire Jim. Uh, I'm fine with that. But they did win the last six to make the playoffs in 77, including the final game in an ice storm in New York at the Meadowlands, which culminated in uh, the field goal to send us in there. And it was so great. Johnny Morris lost all objectivity on the mic for CBS. The Bears hadn't made the playoffs since 1963, 14 years later. And when the when Bob Thomas makes the kick, he just screams, the Bears win! <laughs> which I, I, I think is great if you ever have time to go back and, and look at that. <laughs> I just I do actually kind of remember that, yes. Bob Thomas. Mark Hazak saying, but shorty, Jim Harbaugh will cost you polls. Well, I'm not sure that that's – I think that there is some kind of scenario that you could work out here where you let Ian Cunningham go become a general manager – because that's what his ultimate goal is. And I think he's done a good enough job that he could be looked at this year for that position. And then you just insert Jim Harbaugh into the assistant general manager role, let him work directly with polls hand in hand to bring in the players that he wants for his system. And he's, he's already got a good starting cast to begin with. So I think I that's thought you, that's I thought you were going to elaborate. That's what I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I think that's a good solution. Is if he if he wants some control, or all control, maybe you can uh, concede with him a little bit, and then you know come to the middle ground and just say, hey, hey how about you just become assistant general manager to to. Uh, I think now I could be wrong. We none any anything any of us are saying is conjecture right now, but Jim Harbaugh has. It's been leaked that this is his dream job. If that were true, and he's having all these, the, the walls are caving in on him at Michigan. If he wanted to stay at Michigan, he still might be suspended some next year. So maybe just to get away from that fire, you know, and, and again, the house falling in, and you get his, his dream job, maybe he's willing to come back here just as long as the money's right and not have to worry about, okay, fine, you, you have a GM? I just want to coach. I just want to get the hell out of Michigan. And this is my dream job. So maybe he comes here, takes over the Bears, if, again, the money's right. And I don't think the Bears are cheap the way the Bears used to be anyway. No, I don't think so either. And there's also been a report that just came out recently that confirmed that Kevin Warren does have complete control of the team. Football. All the football decisions. And he probably is going to care more about football stuff than sweaty teddy yes please i would hope so god that's the point right <laughs> i i gotta get to this uh text for, or this chat from deborah wally who's my who's my auntie debbie here I, I can't believe she's actually watching this is like the second show in a row what do you think a defensive of the defensive mvp so far 
this year being TJ Edwards. Got to get him on a great deal. I love how she's <laughs> spewing out this great info. Uncle Jim. <laughs> well, you can tell Auntie Debbie is uh, quite possibly uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I would say yes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's had a phenomenal year. Yes, he has. He's he's a tackling machine this year. Unlike our signee from Buffalo, who misses all kinds of tackles. He did have a better game last week, though. I don't know what's been up with him, though. It, you know, it just seems like he's had a really down year. But TJ Edwards has been a tackling machine. I mean, like I saw him miss a tackle against Minnesota, but those are far in between, so to speak. He's he's could be leading the league in tackles, right? Uh, he's up there, yeah. And it's only a three-year deal. He got a fraction of what Edmonds got. He's he's having a phenomenal season without question. And I agree with Mr. Mayhem, especially if Jim is going to get the dream job that has been reported that it's his dream job. And even Tom Waddle said on the radio, he said, I've not spoken to Jim about this, but I know Jim well enough to, to know that he cares about the Bears. And he loves his time with the Bears. And it's in his blood, and he would definitely want – it would be something he would want to do to, to bring the Bears back to prominence. And that's from Tommy on the radio. Mm -hmm. and, Tommy, and he knows Jim well. Very well. To answer your question, TJ Edwards is fourth on the tackling list. I like TJ better than Roquan. I know someone will bite my head off for that. but He's right below Roquan, though. I like him better than Roquan. You don't have to put up with his fucking mouth the way you did with Roquan. <laughs> True. <laughs> or missing games or whatever mystery mystifying no still don't know what happened in 2019 there was a report he didn't like the uniform remember that he yeah, didn't like the fact that the league was segregated in the 30s and i mean just like wild speculation no one ever said why he missed that game against the vikings i know there was like a lot of uh, speculation at the time it was something you know doi related or something like that because why would it be so hush hush you know there's a lot of that with the Bears. Hey, think about it. Like, Lately, the yeah, the reports with Alan Williams, it's like, did he have porn? Did the FBI really come in? Like, where do these stories come from? You know, and it's like, we're never really going to hear what really happened. I just, like, after, after Nagy left, I just knew that somewhere somebody was going to come forward. Like, uh, what was the guy's name, the offensive coordinator we had in 18 that was from Oregon that wasn't really the OC, but he was, you know? Man, what was I expected deal? somebody like him to talk, like to tell us what was going on during Nagy's run. No one's ever talked. Yeah. Afterwards, you mean? Yeah. Like yeah. to be like, this guy's well, been a fraud the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like Trubisky's never really told his side, although Mitch will be back in prominence starting the next two or three games. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll just get frustrated and say, suck it, Matt Nagy. You see that touchdown? I could have thrown out in the Bears uniform too if it weren't for you. <laughs> I, I remember him doing it. He he had a couple of press conferences, but that was it. God, what was his name? I keep oh, wanting wow. to say Mark Hatley, but that was the GM in the late oh. 90s. Guys in chat. By the way, let's get to you in chat. What 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 is his name from that offensive coordinator on Nagy's first year from Oregon? Cliff Victoria, Mo Beerman, Bear Truth 9, Jay Sanders, Eduardo Miguel, Mark Kazak. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. ST it wasn't Mark Kazak. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, come up. King Buka. King Buka Nation. 
Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Um, yeah, what was his name? And what was the sponsor again? Bet US. Bet, Bet US. Okay. Bet US. I'm going to say that enough to where it annoys everybody. You got to make sure they use that bit.ly slash bears country dash bet us. It's where the game begins. Yep. You plug that in there. You'll get, uh, you'll, you'll get, um, 125% bonus, uh, on your first deposit and you will help out the channel in more ways than you know. So thank you. We only, we only, um, the, the channel only gets any contributions from anybody that does sign up for it. So it's, it's not like it's, uh, they're not just paying us to, read commercials so if you do like to bet please join those guys bet us yes sir mark helfrich thank you eduardo thank you yes we never heard from him like he you figure he could bury matt Nagy. And i was never allowed to call the plays i was never the oc and but you never heard it mm -hmm. somehow all the stuff has just been like sequestered away like a jury and it just dies and goes away yeah <laughs> So these next few games, oh. like, I, I, it kind of, I don't know, man. I'm feeling wins. I'm feeling some wins coming on. I'm feeling like this team has just finally started to the talent that they've added this year to go with last year's talent is starting to, they're all starting to kind of gel together. And I think with Iberflus calling plays for the majority of the season now, the defense is getting better. You know, um, one of my best friends will argue that they've the defense has played the best against shitty quarterbacks, um, shitty offenses. Yes, that that you can make a case for that. But hey, they played great against Jared Goff, who's having a great year, mm -hmm. a great two-year run in Detroit. So I'll take umbrage with that and say they had their best game probably against Goff, with the exception of those last drives. But mm -hmm. and you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. You got to build that confidence up with a win somewhere for crying out loud. Now it just it's, it comes down to two in a row. Can they get two in a row? Do you think? I mean, D Detroit has to be like a little bit concerned right now going into this game, right? I mean, if they're not, I'd like to think that we can hit them right in the fucking mouth and wake them up. I would hope so. And then I'm, I have tickets for the following game, so we need to beat the Browns, too. We're coming for you, Flacco. That's right. You're going to the Cleveland game. I am. In yeah. Cleveland. I was there for Fields' first start in 2021 with Aldo, Wow. and uh, he got sacked nine times, so this is going to be Justin's revenge game. God, I hope so. Mark saying I, I agree with him. I agree with him. Is it just me or did the Chiefs offense look bad when Nagy becomes the OC? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they score less points, don't they? And they always lose when they wear the white on white. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, part of me would take Nagy back now, though. No. Getsy. No. No? Over Getsy? No. Getsy equal no Getsy? Never want Nagy in the building again. Ever. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. I Oh, I don't have it. Oh, I, I don't have it in this. I know what you're going to. Oh, I don't have it in here. <laughs> I, I, I created different uh, pages for each show, so this show doesn't have the damn Matt Nagy thing in there. I have to find it. 
bummer. But you know where I was going with it. I do. I, I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I I loathe that man. I I do. I think he's a complete and total fraud. And uh, Eberflus may not be the best coach in the world, and Getzi yeah. certainly isn't either, but I, at least they feel like adults in the building. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just, um, my biggest concern is that the gelling of this team, I mean, it's not even a concern because I want it to happen, but I, I just, I, I really want Harbaugh next year. I think he's the missing piece. I think it's just so obvious that it, it has to be, he has to be the coach. It's just the running is on the wall. It's, it's, it's so blatantly obvious. You have to make it happen. And I guess you kind of made a good point to the firing in the, of what's the 77 team. Yeah. Uh, part of that was Jack Pardee, the job opened in Washington and he played with the Redskins. So he was like, let me go, let me go. I want to coach in Washington. It's like, he just had the NFL MVP in Walter Payton, but he ran to Washington anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing too. There's 14 games back then. And Walter still had like 1,800 yards, maybe closer to 1,900. And that last game was in such inc such a terrible weather scenario that Walter only got like 40 yards because it was a sleet storm. Literally, you could barely stand. If that had been on a regular field, Walter gets to 2,000 yards in 14 games. Right. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this team. <laughs> I just want them to run the, run the table. And it, I mean, maybe that sounds so unlikely. I just pointed out the time that happened before. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it is possible if you could, you know, Detroit's probably the toughest game on the schedule and then maybe Cleveland and then maybe at green Bay, but the others seem to be winnable. Yeah, except for Atlanta Jordan. and Arizona. Yeah. Jordan loves playing better now, though, as the season is progressing, right? Yeah, and we owe them. Yeah, we do owe them, but if he's We owe the better, Lions. If we could get those victories. I mean, I know it feels like such a big if, but they are playing better. And I want Justin to somehow – Fight the odds. Uh, I don't know if you listened to Aldo and myself last week. I'm not trying to say you should listen to our show, but we we talked about something that was on Cap and Com or Cap and Jay Hood. I don't know if you heard if you listened to them at all. No, but a guy called in from North Carolina and was saying that it's not fair to Fields that every week he's supposed to go out and put Mahomes' numbers up to keep his job when there's only one Mahomes. It's not fair to Justin to put those unrealistic expectations on him for him to keep his job. And they just bit this fucking guy's head off. And apparently he was from Chicago, but stationed at Fort Bragg as a soldier. And they get on there and say, Fort Bragg is soft. Yeah, you're not a real Bears fan in North Carolina. If you were here, you would know that that performance wasn't good enough. And North Carolina is soft. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> So I contacted Cap. I was like, look, man, please don't. Because he and I have had a good relationship. I was like, please don't block me like Haw did. But I think you were over the line on this. And he denied saying it. I was like, well, maybe it was Jay Hood who said it. But one of you all, I quoted it. Because so, you said, 
uh, North Carolina was weak or Fort Bragg was weak and said it was, it was good enough for him because he wasn't in Chicago. There's this, there's a lot of Chicago fans that are like that, that think like if you're outside of Chicago, you're not really a fan. You you can't tell me Chris Watts isn't a real fan coming all the way from fucking England. No. Would the Bears fans, tra- Chicago fans travel that far to see a game? I mean, I'm not saying that Chris is a bigger fan than the people living in Chicago. I'm just saying, but we're all fans. Why do we have to denigrate the other fans? Right. Yeah. Well said. We're all in the, we're all in the same club here, whether we like each other or not, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. 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 We all want the bears to win. I, I, but then again, I guess there are some that just want them to lose out. So fields would be gone or Eberflus to be gone. To me, I just want to enjoy it the rest of the way. I mean, not to sound hokey or sappy, but I really want to enjoy the next five games because by the time the season rolls around again, I'll, I'll be about to age again. I mean, how many more of these do we have left in us? I, I don't know. So especially I got this thing on my neck I was telling you about, like a fist or something. I got a dermatologist. What if they tell me I'm dying of like a fucking tumor thing here? I don't know. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just saying it happens. All right. So I hope I'm okay, but I, I just say I want to enjoy the rest of the games, and I want the Bears to win, and I want Justin to play well. Well, I hope we all hope you're okay too, Dan. And that would be you. the last thing you'd want is like, Shit, you get some disease and now you're gonna die and you can't do it. You don't get to see a Bears Super Bowl before you do. <laughs> that seems like what would happen if I would if I would die the next season they win the Super Bowl. So right. somebody will be rooting for my demise. Right. <laughs> I remember that was that was one of the first things that went through my head when they drafted Justin Fields. I'm like, man, I hope I make it through the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I but he like I said, he's 24. That's yeah. another thing they eviscerated this caller over because the caller from North Carolina called him a kid. And they're like, he's not a kid. He's in his third season. He's making millions of dollars. He's a grown man. And I'm like, the guy was born in 1999. It's fair to call him a kid. Even wow. in his experience, he's only 24. Yeah. John Helway didn't win his first Super Bowl until he was 37. I mean, sometimes people develop, I mean, Elway was great before then. I'm just saying everyone doesn't win right out the gates. It doesn't mean that he's garbage because of it. In theory, he's going to get into his prime sooner than later, but probably 26-7, you know? Dan Marino made it to a Super Bowl in his second year. And, and never made it back. Yeah. So He lost two AFC championship games after that in 85 and 92, and that was it. Yeah. No, I mean... It, it, his age is players usually are coming out of the le- out of college at his age now and he's already got 3 years under his belt in the NFL. And I mean, you know, I I had plenty of critical um analysis of Justin Fields this year. You know, it, it was kind of nice and refreshing to see uh uh Tyson Bagent come in just because we had all noticed the quick release and the footwork and the progressions and all this shit. But as soon as Justin Fields got back in the game, there was it was a noticeable difference between how he could extend plays, the arm strength, he can get the ball down the field, that last uh, that pass to set up the field goal at the end of the game last week the, against the Vikings was as, as much as they struggled, in my opinion, not his fault. Because the fucking game plan was crap. For him to come out at the end like that and deliver that throw, to me, 
it says a lot about Justin and his character. And that's the guy that I definitely want to be moving forward with, especially with all these picks. The only thing that, well, I shouldn't say the only thing, but the one thing that really concerns me about that, and maybe it won't even be an issue because I don't know if we're going to bring him back. For whatever reason, it feels like he and Mooney are never on the same page. You can say, oh, he he threw it over Mooney's head and almost got him killed and he got took a shot. It doesn't matter. It feels like if Mooney's wide open, he'll either drop it, like the Washington game last year at the goal line, or Justin will make a bad throw. It's just some reason those two can never connect. It's the exact opposite with he and DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he just throws it up, it feels like DJ Moore brings it down. I don't know what's up with Mooney, man, but I feel like he's probably playing his last few days as a bear. It feels like Cole Komet has taken over Mooney's role this season. It's kind of like his his uh, security blanket, you know? Yeah, and it's so weird. Like, they come out in the first quarter, Komet, boom, Komet, 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 and it's like, oh, fuck, we forgot to target him the rest of the game. Why right. is that? You know, it feels like that's what Getsy would be saying on the bus. Oh, man, I forgot we had this tight end that could catch. He's got 60 catches on the year right there at it, but we forgot to, 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 to drop any plays for him. We forgot about it. He's passing him on the bus as he's going to sit down. He's like, ah, uh, yeah. That guy. Should have thrown I would ball. still argue that Tanyan is capable of catching as well. Yes, so and would he, I. And they, they, they just never get him involved at all. For whatever reason. Yet they did in Green Bay, and we can't get him involved. Retro with a $2 super chat. Love you, Dan. Never wish for your demise. Be strong. Thank you, sir. Let's talk about hopefully it's hopefully it's nothing. Uh, the, the last lady I was doing adult things with said, yeah, it's a cyst. It's not a big deal. But it's been like three weeks now, and it, it feels like it's a big deal. So Is it just on my neck. Stick a needle in there and just suck it out, maybe? I'm not doing that. Somebody <laughs> else will have to do that. I don't have the balls to do that. Well, Call me a not. pussy if you like. It's fine. Uh, somebody that knows what they're doing is doing that, not oh, me. No, of course not you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they can just give me antibiotics and they'll be like, oh, it'll heal up. That's what yeah, I want. I want some penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pain-free penicillin. Squeeze some moldy bread. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Mark Kazak, there was a commentator who had the perfect solution for the committee. Extend it to six teams this year. Is it already six teams or no? Is it five? Are we talking college football here? Yeah, they must be. They're talking about college, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about college, right? I don't, but part of the reason I don't care about college is knowing that it doesn't matter what Alabama does. Like, they're going to make it regardless. Exactly. Like, I don't watch college football, but everyone knows Florida State should have been in there. It's just like, fuck, man. Like, it's fixed. It's it's like a, it's like watching the WWE college. Yeah. Well, Cliff says it right here. NCAA wanted the uh, Alabama game more than the FSU game. Of course they did. Yeah, and it's bullshit. Money, 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 money. I was watching the end of that Alabama-Auburn game, too, and I was like, God damn. Auburn was one play away from putting these assholes out. And the kid throws a touchdown like 40 yards out on fourth down. It's just like, God damn. I just hate Alabama. I mean, it's, it would feel weird if they weren't in the playoffs, right? If they, if Alabama was out, it would kind of be weird. Wouldn't it? It's like, I, I don't root for Alabama, but it's, it's fun to watch them. Cause they have like so many NFL players 
on their team every year, you know? I'm just a hater, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm impartial because I don't really watch college sports, but... Me either. Like, I will watch an Alabama game because I know they're usually good. I hate the SEC. I hate the the music that CBS plays. I don't like the announcing. I don't like the look of it. The only reason I watch any college football is when it's on at work and other people are watching it. It's like, I then I have to. Yeah. I'll put it on the background while on a Saturday while I'm doing stuff around the house, but I don't like watch it, you know? That SEC on CBS theme song makes me want to punch a baby. Not literally, but maybe punch that thing in the back of my neck. You know what makes me want to punch that thing in the back of your neck? What's that, that guy who talks for ESPN, he's like, brought to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Gillette. I don't like the voiceover. The voiceover lady that does, and look, I, I love women's voices typically, but the lady that does the voiceovers for the Bears radio now, she's like, you're listening to the new voice of the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. It sounds like Chris Rock. Never heard it. Oh, I don't like her voice at all. <laughs> it can't be more annoying than brought to you, bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy does sound like he's... Uh, Getting sodomized by a toy when he does the read. <laughs> and he's been, it's like the same voice for like the last 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> by Gillette, the closest shave you'll ever get. <laughs> and also brought to you by <laughs> Booger McFarland. <laughs> Booger McFarland. <laughs> and Bet US. Bet US. <laughs> That's a good one. Brought to you by Bet US. <laughs> Where the game begins. In a way, it is iconic, though. It's kind of annoyingly iconic. Yeah, I've never made fun of that guy before now, but it feels appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate that Chris Berman's having to work with Booger McFarlane, though. Yeah, what's going on with that shit? Because Chris Berman was, like, the man. Like, we're going to put you on ESPN plus and we know Tom Jackson doesn't want to do it anymore. So we'll just stick you with somebody that's not in your league at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, that's probably a good, yeah, you're right. Mo, you're probably right. I don't want to be called racist. I certainly, I love women's voices. I just don't, I don't really like that one particular woman. That's all. And it's just her read again, working in radio. That's, I look, I can listen to my own reads and be like, oh, I hate that commercial. I hate the way I inflected my voice or what have you. I just that's what I don't like is her inflection on it. Yeah. It sounds like a bit. Like yeah. Chris Rock on SNL. It doesn't sound like it's really the Bears uh, game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. I haven't heard it yet, but I'll keep my eye out. Just listen to ESPN 1000 during the when game. The, on, on game day. It could be during the pregame, too. Okay. Because, like, Wal uh, Walter, <laughs> uh, Sylvie and Tom Waddle. Waddle and Sylvie lead into the pregame, and then Sylvie does the pregame. And uh, he actually takes calls at halftime, too, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but during that show of Waddle and Sylvie, you'll hear her voice, too. Uh, okay. I might, I, might, I might know what you're talking about. I just don't like the reads, but it's okay. Whatever. I'm not prejudiced or sexist. It's fine. 
do you like female singers yes like female bands i mean not if it's a gimmick but if they were like like stevie nicks was really good for fleetwood mac made them oh, better i think she was my first crush actually that's what i'm saying like grace slick and jefferson airplane like if there's no grace slick then they're always starship and starship sucks <laughs> so yeah i like female singers i loved amy winehouse that was probably one of my yeah, favorites it's beautiful love the piano four non-blondes yeah even though she would hate us uh cranberries yes she died in a bathtub awful like whitney houston another great voice she did in a bathtub really yeah the lady from the cranberries uh was drinking wine apparently and accidentally drowned wow yeah she just like how about fell um, asleep in the tub and died trying to think of another female band how about um uh well who's the band that sang barracuda heart oh, heart yeah you like heart yeah they were fine they're from seattle karen carpenter lara fabian carpenters are fine i don't know who who's the fabian girl i don't know who you're talking about don't know uh, stc saying lara fabian karen carpenter don't know who that is i know the carpenters i don't know fabian i know the bears used to have a wide receiver named fabian bones in 1998 Maybe 99, too. Mo Beerman, of course, Sherry loves a woman that was doing coke in an unusual ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think of other female bands that it, uh, it's typically I'm, I'm. You know who I like? And this is purely for sexual reasons. And Aldo said, I mean, their music was fine. It's just not targeted toward me. And Aldo said, Oh, I love Kitty. You fucking right, man. I, I, I'll get back to what I was going to say. I had tickets for Pantera, Slayer, Static X, and it was going to be Kitty, but their leg of that tour uh, finished like two days before I saw them, and they put this really shitty band called Scrape on instead of Kitty. I was so upset. But anyway, um, the Bangles, that girl from the fucking Bangles, I would drink her bathwater. She was so fucking hot. Aldo said he saw them at Chicago Stadium in like 86. Yes, she was hot. She's oh still my! Oh yeah, she's amazing. I was just looking her up like a month ago. She's still looking pretty damn good. She's, she's amazing. A little thing too, man. She has a great voice and and everything else that goes along with it's great too. Yeah, Mo Beerman, Susanna Hoff. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Never heard of him. Never heard of her. That's the girl from the Bangles. Oh, that's her name. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, she's fucking incredible. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, I would definitely let her pee on me. There's no question about it. How about garbage? Yes, I've seen garbage live too. Have you? Uh, yeah, Shirley Manson. I saw them open for Alanis Morissette. Wow. You surprised yeah, me. I would have thought you would have said garbage was garbage. No, man. I like garbage. Garbage's drummer was the producer of Nirvana's Nevermind. And the first two Smashing Pumpkins records for that matter as well. His name's Butch Vig. Wow. Lita the runaways yeah the runaways are it's i don't know i mean it's okay joan jett and lita ford i mean it's maybe in 77 i would have thought it was great when i listen back to it now i kind of think yeah you know it's okay whatever who are the some of the like the leading ladies of all time bands like probably uh joan jett has probably got to be up there right yeah i would say i would think so she's opening for atlantis this summer coming up oh wow Alanis Morissette? Yes. 
Wow. Alanis Morissette, how about that? You like her? Oh, especially when she was young. It's just amazing that the guy, you know the song that made her famous, the You Oughta Know, the guy she was talking about in it was the dude that was on Full House and not not John Stamos or Bob Saget, the other one. She was in love with the guy that did America's Funniest People, like Dave Corrier or whatever his fucking name was. And yes, I loved Hole as well, Courtney Love. No, um, the comedian who just passed away, right? Who are you talking about? I'm from Full House. No, the one that's, he's still alive, the one that she liked, he... That was Bob Saget that died, but the real good looking one was John Stamos. And I guess Saget was okay, whatever. But the other guy, the least of the three is the one Alanis was in love with. Oh, the blonde dude. Yeah. Whatever his name was. He did a show called America's funniest people as well. Yeah. Dave Collier or some shit. Huh? That's who that song is about. You ought to know. Really? Cause I know that there was a song about, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, the the singer plays a guitar. Uh, 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 damn it! Um, uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. See, uh, the name of his band is just him. It's it's um. I know that one of the songs was about him. So what it was definitely was not you ought to know because it was about that guy. Huh? Yeah, you ought to know it was about that dude and. You know, she was like, when you're fucking your girlfriend, can you feel me? And I'm scratching when I was scratching your back and blowing him in the theater and all that. It was about that Dave guy. John Mayer. John Mayer used to fuck uh, Taylor Swift. Wait, are you sure that song wasn't about John Mayer? Yes, it was about the Dave guy. Look it up. Alanis Morissette. Alanis was deeply in love years later with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but when she was young, that was about that Dave Poyer guy or whatever his name is. You ought to know. Let's see. John Mayer said that, uh, Taylor Swift was vindictive and a liar. Oh, you are right. John Moyer. Wow. Or John. Yeah. Collier. Dave Collier. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Told you. Damn, bro. It's amazing. Like that guy. I mean, I get it if it was Stamos because, you know, like, you know, that dude could be 70 and every girl's like, God damn, he's hot. But the Dave Koye guy was not, you know, <laughs> the Dave guy looks like he'd be with us at a Bears game. <laughs> like John Stamos looks like he'd be hanging out with DiCaprio fucking some model, you know? Yeah. Uh, Alanis was, do you remember her on uh, You Can't Do That on Television? Did you ever watch that? No. You never watched that? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. They had the show where they would they would drop the green slime on their heads and shit all the oh, time. God. Is that on Nickelodeon or something? Yeah, Nickelodeon, yeah. Oh, never liked Nick. No. Not even that, as a kid. I didn't like shit like that. That's where Alanis Morissette got started. And I couldn't, I just I it took me a while to believe that. <laughs> Yeah, Linus was really hot though. The Jagged Little Pill, god damn, she was good at looking on that album. Mm -hmm. Double Dare. So you do like Alanis Morissette? You listen to her stuff? Uh, yeah, the first couple records. I mean, I like I saw her recently a couple of years ago, but 
I lost track of her new, you know, her stuff, you know, but her first couple albums when the MTV was still famous for music. Yeah. I follow her videos and stuff. Sure. Remember the one she was completely naked in? I wish they would have had an uncensored version of that called Thank You. She's naked the whole video. It just clouds out what I presume is a bush in her breast. Wow. No, never seen that. Circa 99, she was naked the whole video. How about the band um, um, Portishead? Yes, she had a video, the lady from Portishead in the bathtub, ironically, where she was naked in a tub the whole video. Mm-hmm. Yes. I liked Portishead. That was a good band. I agree. They're still around. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I've heard that too. So Foster's saying that Trevor Lawrence is being helped to the locker room. Looks bad. I don't want to say I don't care, but. Yeah. <laughs> who's Jacksonville playing tonight? Is it Cincinnati? Yeah, I don't care. I don't even know what they're playing. I think it's Cincinnati. 90s MTV was great. God, was it ever. That was Yeah, Kennedy. I know she would hate me because of my politics because she's a huge right winger. But, man, I would have loved to have slept with Kennedy. Like, alternative nation days, Kennedy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that uh, Carson Daly is still making a living. He's on the Today Show, actually. Yeah. Retro saying Atlantis was God and dogma. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah, I knew that. I've never watched Dogma. Actually, everyone's told me about this movie, you and I've never, never seen. Oh. No, I've never watched Dogma. Well, it's because you don't like any of those actors for any reason. I don't even know who else is in it. I just remember everyone always said, "Oh, Atlantis was God in it," and I was like, "Oh, I've never watched that." Oh, dude, it's got, uh, it's got Ben Affleck. I like Ben fine. Matt Damon. I don't like Damon very much. I didn't think you did. Um, it's got. George Carlin in it. Oh, I love George Carlin. Oh, yeah. It's really good, dude. You should you definitely have to. It's making me want to watch it now. You want, you want to put it on? You got some popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie. You should check that out, man, for sure. Maybe I will. Maybe put I it will. on your bucket list. I shall. Foster's saying, since in Jacksonville tied 28, four minutes left. What's up with, uh, not that we care, but is, is it serious? Who's the backup in Jacksonville? I think I have a Doug Peterson guy. It's got to be, I don't know. I could care less. <laughs> I was going to say Gardner Mitchell, but he's in Indianapolis now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Indianapolis. So... How are you feeling about this game? This thirsty, thirsty for revenge. So am I. I, feel I want the like, Bears to win badly. I want them to smoke Detroit. I feel a win coming up here, guys. I thought we were going to win in Detroit. I really did. It looked like all game long. I was like, shit, I was right on this one <laughs> until the end. Dude, I was in New Orleans for that game. So we were walking around the French Quarter the whole game, and I didn't get to watch. I made it through the entire day. It was fucking Chris Watts from 5,000 miles away on the other side of the damn pond. That was the one that gave it away that we lost. 
because he wanted me to send him pictures of New Orleans. So I'm going to send him pictures in Twitter DM. And he's like, oh, that loss was terrible. I was like, are you fuck? I made it all the way till now. And you you are the one that ruined it for me. What do you say? I'm sorry, Mike. So, yeah, of course you did. So I got <laughs> I got down to four minutes left in the game and that we were up by 12. And I'm like, there's no fucking way we lost this game. And we did. And I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it knowing that we lost it. You know, going all the way down to four minutes left with 12, uh, uh, a 12 point lead. If you'd have told any of us that we were going to lose that game, we would have been like, ha, 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 ha. So, like, watching it, I was wondering if it was a, a prank, you know? I don't blame Eberflus for kicking there either. When he kicked to go up 12, if I'm Eberflus, I'm thinking the defense is confounded Detroit all day and stopped them that we're just going to go out and get a stop now and win the game but of course suddenly everything they had done well all day was evaporated immediately I guess it's because of the fucking soft coverage they started playing but either way I would have taken the points there too I know it's fashionable to say no you should have gone for it but remember we should have gone for it again we shouldn't have gone for it against Denver and didn't take the points and everyone was outraged then Fans like to have it both ways a lot of times. Yes. Yes, we do. We are we are uh we're impatient fans and we always think that we're right here in Chicago. I would have taken the points in both scenarios against the Broncos and Detroit. Mm -hmm. And in both situations, well, I wasn't comfortable against uh Denver thinking we had it wrapped up, but I kind of did against Detroit. I thought, man, they've played great all day. Like they're just gonna stop them again and it was like four plays in 70 seconds and like, oh, shit. And then Justin throws a dime down the field. Oh, and it's dropped by Tyler Scott or he, did, he misplayed it. And then you're just like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble now. You can feel the loss starting to overcome them because they don't know how to win. Right? But that's the way it felt against Minnesota, too, after that second fumble. Yeah. And he did overcome that. Yes. Even at the end of the game there, he was looking really trepid. He was looking down, like beat up. I can't believe we're going to fucking lose this game too. And then, then afterwards, it looked like Poles was checking him for a hernia. <laughs> yes, it did. He <laughs> said, cough, Justin, cough. I, I would just love to be in the head of ryan poles right now i'd love to be in the head of kevin warren because i think poles has done an exceptional job with what he has had to work with i think Flus has has done an exceptional job at defensive coordinator considering what he's had to work with um the head i mean the, the team is playing hard for eber Flus. we cannot disagree on that i mean they are playing hard they were hitting that last game you know uh, players like terrell smith a rookie you know uh coming up and just drilling a receiver perfect textbook style cover three zone tackling skills to give dexter sack which was called roughing the passer which was bullshit yeah I mean, the team is definitely playing hard for Flues. And 
you would have expected them to him to lose the team by now. So it looks like he lost Walker though. He was on his fucking phone during the speech, but other than that, 95, I think maybe the only one tuning him out. Yeah. I just, um, as badly as I want them to win. I mean, I guess if they do keep winning, it's the best thing for the team. And if they ultimately don't hire Harbaugh, um, it's the best thing for the team. If, if they're winning, but I just would hate to be in the same position next year and gone, damn, we could have had Harbaugh last year. You know what I or mean? you don't want to be in the situation like with Dick Jerron when he was close to getting fired and then goes 13 and three. And you're like, Oh, we got to bring Dick back now. And then you have four and 12 and seven and nine. And then they finally fire him. It's kind of like the feeling uh, that the team had during Lovey Smith's 10 win season when they were just kind of like, we feel like we have to move on, even though this is a winning season. Again, I've said this so many times, it was two back-to-back collapses and I love Lovey, as you know, but in 11, again, they're seven and three, don't make the playoffs. And in in 12, they're seven and one and don't make the playoffs. Those two back-to-back collapses got Lovey fired. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when you had Donovan McNabb begging to be signed in 2011. If you sign McNabb, you make the playoffs. You don't fuck around with Caleb Haney and, you know, this fucking guy losing all those games. I mean, there's no doubt Donovan, even on his last leg, is better than Caleb Haney at any point in his life. Yes. (laughs) Even if Donovan was drunk because he was drinking a lot, (laughs) you know, toward the end in in his post-football career, he could be intoxicated on the field. At 38 and still be better than Caleb Haney. Caleb Haney was he was that version of the modern um Tyson Bajan, wasn't he? God, he a, don't put that on Tyson. No, I mean he by by that I mean he had an awesome preseason. Everyone was like, Oh, this guy needs to make the team. He he makes it excuse me, he makes the team, he's the backup. And then when we need him in that position. Well, he, he played well in the championship game after Cutler got hurt and Todd Collins was so ineffective. That's the reason they gave him a shot, and I guess rightfully so because Mike Martz liked him and he did fairly well in the championship game sends that pick six to B.J. Raji or whatever. But, uh, yeah, in 2011, he played okay against Oakland that first game, and then he was just dreadful the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. What a it's shame. a decade ago. I'm still not over this shit. Man. I'm not over that. I'll never get over that game. Cutler was good enough to win us the Super Bowl. He was. Period. What, seven and three, seven and one is after that. Uh, seven and three when he hurt his thumb against San Diego. Mm-hmm. And seven and one still finishes 10 and six. I mean, but the defense in Erlacher's Erlach- last game, that was really the game that cost us everything in 2012 against Seattle. The Bears led, I think, 10 to 7, and they let Seattle go, God, like 97, 98 yards to take the lead. But with like 20 seconds to go, Jay throws a Hail Mary to Brandon Marshall, who catches it and dives out of bounds, sets up Robbie. They go to overtime after Robbie nails the field goal. Seattle wins the, the toss, and the defense lets them go 90 yards again. And they score again with Sidney Rice, and and we lose two straight drives of like ninety yards or more. Uh, the famed Bears Lovey defense, and we lose. And if we'd have gotten that game, the Bears make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 
That ended Auburn. up being Erlacher's last game. He hurt his hamstring and never played again. Right. That was where he intercepted the ball, and he was running down the field looking like he was 80 years old, right? <laughs> I don't remember if he had a pick in that game or not, but I remember one time late in that season when he did have a pick, and like you said, he looked like uh, he has nothing left. Yeah, I think that was that game against the the, the uh, against Seattle. He looked like he was Dick Buckus. At, at the current age, trying to run down the field after <laughs> the late Dick Buckus. Yes, the late Dick Buckus. Yes. Bet US, the sponsor tonight. Bet US. Make sure you guys go to Bet US. Plug in that code at the bottom there. bit.ly slash Bears Country Podcast dash Bet US. Get yourself 125% bonus, guys. Help the channel out. Look at you. According to Adam Schefter, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence was helped to the locker room after injuring his ankle, but Cliff Victoria says he's back in. Schefter said he's in the locker room. Hmm. Foster's saying Bethard is the backup. He's in. Oh, CJ Bethard, the old 49er. We only know he's in the league because his who his grandfather was. Mm-hmm. Mayhem. It should have been Bears and Steelers in the Super Bowl. Damn, oh that's the only Super Bowl I, I didn't watch since I was 10. Adam Schefter says, C.J. Beathard, who replaced Trevor Lawrence, is now grabbing his left wrist injured. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who's the third stringer in Jacksonville? Gosh. P.J. Walker, they're going to pull him out of the – is he playing for multiple teams? I think he's in Cleveland. <laughs> or that sorry bum that the Jets have been playing that was with us for one game last year, that Boyle guy. Yeah. Oh, Tim Boyle. He may be the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Next to Steve Stenstrom. Hold on. I want to get to sports talk here. I don't believe, I don't, I don't get the love for Harbaugh. He's a drama queen and a and was a horrible QB with the Bears. Hey, hold on a second. He was not a horrible QB with the Bears. He was not. I he can take a, this one if you want me to. This is a layup. Yes, I know. I'll, I'm gonna. I was gonna give you the layup, but he he was a good quarterback for the Bears. Yes, he's a drama queen, but dude, man, what else do we have to do? Like, just we've we've tried all the other solutions; they have not worked. So the only thing to do is just give it. Just by the time Harbaugh is done with this city retro, he will be. Nobody will be talking about Dick anymore. He'll have, he'll have overcome the icon that Ditka is as the head coach of the Bears. Go ahead. Take it from here, Dan. 87, 88, Jim's first two years. He doesn't play very much. Um, it's McMahon's team still. We lose the NFC Championship game in 88 and 87, the Redskins game. 89, team finishes 6-10 after starting 4-0 under Tom Zach. Uh, so 90s, Harbaugh's first real year as the guy. They go... 11 and 5, but he gets hurt really late in the year, and Tom Zek plays the two playoff games. 91, it's indisputably Harbaugh's team because Tom Zek's a Packer. And Jim leads us to what, 10 and 6? And the we play the Cowboys. And on Friday before the game, he's so sick he's in the hospital. Literally in the hospital the day before the game. And um he plays and he struggles, but he was in the fucking hospital. But we were down 17-13 and he got picked at the end of the game. So he technically lost the game, but he got off his fucking hospital bed to play for us. 
And then 92, you know, they're five and 11 and, um, you know, Ditka's fired. So that was kind of the end. He played 93 the first year with Wani, but they had, they couldn't score at all. They had a good defense and couldn't score. And that's when they cut him and he went to Indianapolis. And by the way, and led them to the AFC championship game in 1995. It was a pubic hair away from upsetting Pittsburgh in that game with a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were all like, wow. They were calling him Captain Comeback then, which yeah. was Roger Staubach's nickname, but that's what they were calling Jim at the time. Well, uh, Sports Talk doesn't believe he is the second coming of Ditka. I mean, you might be right. None of us are correct here. It's, this is just my opinion. I, this is just, for me, it's hardball or bust. I don't... I see the writing is on the wall so clear. It's like he played for us. He's won everywhere he's been. He's built winning teams everywhere he's been. Um, he His dream job is the Bears. He reveres Ditka. He reveres the 80s teams. He was part of them. The dude played decent for the Bears. I'm not going to say he was a Hall of Famer, but he certainly wasn't bad. No, and I think that if you would have just given him, I mean, let's just say Wanstead never chose to move on from him and he chose they chose to keep him. I mean, then what would have happened? I mean, really, you have... I, I liked Eric Kramer. I think it was a good acquisition at the time. Oh, I loved Eric Kramer. Did you have him on the show? Yeah, he was on last week. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, mean, I read the book, too. I bought one for Aldo, actually. Did you, re- did you read it? Good yeah. book. I mean, yeah, I read it in like two hours, it felt like. Yeah, me too. I, I couldn't put it down. The opening line, right? Got me. What was the opening line? I don't remember the opening line. Uh, so I have it right here. I can well, read it again in case. Well, I read it about three weeks ago. So, The opening line of the book was, I hadn't set a date to kill myself, but after several intense weeks of planning, it struck me one Tuesday morning that the only task, task I had left was to pull the trigger. I was like, I'm reading this book. I couldn't put it down after that. Yeah, it was good to read all of his personal stuff and yeah. all the, the stuff the way his dad and all those uh, things I would have never known. But yeah. I, even if it was just a sports book, I would have liked it. I liked hearing like his struggles and, yeah, you know, like how he become a quarterback in college and how he got opportunities and, you know, the replacement player thing and all those stories I loved. And, and obviously, when you add the suicide part to it, it, it makes it a great story that he overcame all that adversity. But just as a football book, it's good, you know, even if it didn't yeah. have all the dark side exactly. of things. Yeah, I was enjoying all of it until I kind of forgot that I was reading up to that, you know? Right. Then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's, I was going into the actual attempt of his life. And that was the year, Dan. Yeah, I love that, that logo. That's the best Bears logo ever. We don't use it anymore. Yeah. that's No the, one can uh, tell me why. I don't know. Chris Watts if, bought a hat with that on there. If I would have been you, that would have – if I would have been you, I'm telling you, and I had George McCaskey beside me, I'd be like, why not the logo, George? Why don't you sell this logo anymore? I swear I would have asked it. I would have asked him that, and why don't the Bears wear white on white anymore within 30 seconds? I know the questions were just pouring in on Twitter. Oh, you should have said this to him. You should have said that. You should have told him he was a horrible owner and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. I would have asked him two Bears questions that he can answer, and I couldn't. Yeah, that's a good one. But it was interesting for me to be there in that 95 season when he set all the records, you know, two multiple 
thousand yard receivers. Rashawn Salam had a thousand yards as a rookie that year. Yeah, it looked like he was going to be stout if he could stop fumbling, and then he was never good again. Yeah. He set the season record for most rushing yards at the time. I think Forte took it down in 08, but yes. at the time, he had more rushing yards as a rookie than Walter. Yep. Yeah, that, we were all impressed with how he set the, the rookie rushing record, considering it was the Bears with all the different rush, you know rushing records we have. Yeah, I mean, Rashawn was so young, too. He's like 21 that year, so you just thought the sky's the limit. And with, like you said, Jeff Graham and Conway with all those receiving yards and Kramer, you just thought, man, this team's going to make a difference. It's going to yeah. be good next year. And they signed Brian Cox. Oh, that's what we needed was help on defense. It just looked Brian like it looked like we were going to win, and, and but they let Graham go, and that was huge. And then Salam, he never – if you put the rest of his career together, he never had 1,000 yards with the rest of his career together, mm-hmm. let alone in one season. Mm-hmm. And he's dead too. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, he's gone, and uh, Benson's right. gone. Chose the same route as uh, Kramer decided to try. Uh, oh, did Rashawn kill himself? If I'm correct, I believe that if I remember correctly, he like drove to a park or somewhere and just shot himself in his car. A couple of bears dead off of that team would be uh, Ryan Wetnight is gone, Chris Gedney is gone, mm-hmm. and uh, J- John Roper, I think, has, has died. John maybe Roper. not maybe not John Roper. Somebody else on the defense has died. Somebody up front in the front four. Yeah, because Roper is a linebacker. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, Slum was found in his car on uh, December fifth, twenty sixth. Oh my God! A, a month for a de- in forty five minutes it will be to the day. <laughs> wow! In a park in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, an autopsy was performed because authorities found a note near the body and were investigating it as a possible suicide. So it looks like he didn't shoot himself, but he de- he definitely, remember it was a suicide. Let's see. His, his blood alcohol content was probably three times the legal driving limit. And he had THC. Uh, so, yeah. So he didn't shoot himself, but it was a suicide. And that's sad because you know you never want to hear about that. So, yeah. Everyone- John Theory, John Theory is the one that, who who died. John Theory too. That's right. John Theory and Ryan Wetnight and Chris Gedney. Yeah. Another another thing we had really good safeties in '94 uh, in uh, Mark Carrier and uh, Sean Gale, and we let. Both of those, we let Carrier go to Detroit. That's a terrible move. Oh, God. Mark Fort- Carrier was a beast, man. That guy should have played his whole career with the Bears. Yeah, he just never really duplicated that rookie season, came close to it. I mean, it's hard to, he had like 10 picks his rookie year. You can't keep up with that pace, but right. he was a, an intimidator back there. Yes, he was. He would like, no one came close to him in recent years after that, except Mike Brown. Yeah, Mar- oh, Mike Brown. Hall of Famer that never was. Should have been, could have been. Tommy and who Bears. else was on the 94 team, the 94 Bears? Uh, uh, you guessed it, the male stripper, Maurice Douglas. <laughs> Maurice Douglas. <laughs> uh, who was with the Bears from 86 on, I believe. But, yeah, he uh, he liked to show his, uh, his junk to the ladies in the offseason. <laughs> he was a male stripper. I'm not kidding. 
Well, Mel Sherber can uh, have a lot of fun at those bachelorette parties. I'm sure he was throwing it around, man. <laughs> sure he was, too. <laughs> I love so, John uh, or uh, Jim Flanagan, too. It's another guy I liked back then. I didn't get that. Did why the hell did my phone just start talking to me like I was talking to it? What the fuck? This like, your phone's like male stripper, male stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> I had the weirdest thing happen to me, by the way. Woke up, did, did the show for, uh, Thursday night with Eric Kramer. My wife was up till like one o'clock. We were doing it was like a four-hour show, so we were on for like three hours after him. My wife lets the dogs out. At one o'clock in the morning. Your wife is the one who let the dogs out. We know that now. Yes. She let who the let the dogs out? My wife. Right. Sorry. And didn't notice anything about what I'm about to say. There was nothing there. So the the back porch had nothing on it. The next morning, I'm working. She lets the dogs out. She's like, "Hun, why is there a 12-pack of White Claws sitting by the back door? I'm like, I have no idea. I go, look, there's a 12-pack of White Claw. There's two missing. The other ones have been like taken out of the out of the box and put back in there haphazardly. They're not all just facing the same direction, and it's just sitting right to the left of my back door. And we have an eight foot privacy fence, uh, a cedar privacy fence. So somebody had to go in my fence in my back door, open up the gate. The motion sensor lights went off. They didn't care. They walked over to my back door and put a twelve a ten pack of seltzers down next to my door and left to this day i we have no idea how that how the hell that happened it's hmm. fucking with us man like who was in our backyard cliff that victoria might, it might have been cliff victoria <laughs> i woke up this morning my <laughs> wife yelling german shepherd jumped through the window and took off after jumped through the window was the window open did he like jump to the screen or the not the glass, right? That sounds like Pet Cemetery 2 when the dog jumped out the window. <laughs> I think Cujo did that as well. Yeah. Jordan St. Patrick, that's a new name. Never see wait, who is that? Is that is that that's PJ? Is that you, PJ? That's PJ. With his rogue uh with with his rogue YouTube account. It was you, huh? You put the you put the ten pack of white claws on my back patio because that was fucking weird, dude. I'll tell you that much. I, I'm still freaking out. I'm still freaked out by it. Like who who went into our backyard and put a freaking ten pack? Of Is this in Georgia or Florida? In Georgia. Hmm. We don't. We're not. We don't like. I, the only thing I could think of is our Hispanic neighbors. If they like saw me. I've gone over there a couple of times. Like maybe I had a seltzer in my hand and they decided they wanted to try one. And they were like, oh no, this is terrible. Give it back to the gringo. Yeah, <laughs> he drinks them. But why wouldn't you just put it like on my front patio, by my front door? Like, why would you go into a I'm just very weirded out by that. It's just weird. Jordan St. Patrick, you're messing me all up here. Me and Santa was back there getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> He can't resist squirrels. <laughs> so he did he jump out of the uh, screen door? Cliff? Through the glass, he says. Wow. He jumped through the glass. 
I just saw the play where Lawrence got hurt, though. Not to change the subject, but it does. Ooh, it does look it's bad. Cincinnati's wearing all white, and it and it's bad too. That picture you sent me. Oh, the dude from KC. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. His leg was just bent the wrong way last night. God, it reminded me of uh, Prescott when his foot was turned backwards a couple of seasons ago. You guys see his leg? Uh, I almost threw up when you sent this to me, Dan. Uh, and you didn't notice it at first. You're like, wait, this, you thought that I thought Corey the, the back from Green Bay got hurt. I was like, no, look at the chief. Yeah, that that is just brutal. Uh, here, I'll zoom in there. Look at that. Uh, yeah, that, that's that. just that's just unnatural. That doesn't that's happen. a career ender, probably. Oh, that's a oh, that's that's awful. That's just makes me cringe, man. I seen a deer jump through a picture pane glass window before. Really, PJ? And your dog's okay. He just jumped right through the window, broke the window, didn't fall on him. Well, they have a thick coat of fur though, so damn, that's that's crazy, Cliff. That's an insane dog. You need a book called How to Be a Dog's Best Friend, Cliff. Buy that for your son for his, for Christmas. I'll put it here in chat. How to be a dog's best friend. And they actually train German shepherds. So uh, this should go right up your alley. Or your ass. One of the two, Cliff. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't expect you to go there. Me either. PJ saying hi to you tonight, Dan. Oh, good. I thought PJ didn't like me after a few weeks ago. I was like, damn, PJ, like, it got really weird in some religious talk. No, he doesn't like you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to be clear on that. You're right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, so, I Dan, did. I was like, man. Well, yeah, I know. Well, he was getting a little, a little uh, religious and in the chat but I, I i think he was just trying to say like uh i don't know i don't i don't remember what the context was but i think he was just saying no you don't need to look any farther than god for that and yeah he's a good guy though he well, definitely let's not him. let's not talk about that anymore Nothing to be worried about <laughs> that was before. a bad night i like you dan but i just disagree with you on certain topics that's all like we it's okay we can all agree to disagree yeah okay yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's wrap this show up here because uh, I do have to get to sleep. Uh, this new job is calling. So, what are your what are your um, what are your expectations for this week? Hope Foreman's back, uh, running the ball. I think he's the best of the three. I'd like to see him prove that, and the Bears resign him. I'd like to see Mr. Fields continue getting better. He doesn't have to play like Mahomes, as we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Just keep winning. You know, fuck everybody that says you've got to throw for this amount of yards or these amount of touchdowns. You know, just play the best you can. Hopefully the defense continues, given, like, I hope it didn't slow momentum with the bye. And, uh, you know, let's, let's win this. Let's beat Detroit. Why the hell not? I 1,000% agree. I think um, if they just kind of 
stick to some of the same game plan that they had last week. They get. I'm starting to feel um, they get behind. That Justin is starting to um, the karma, for lack of better words, is starting to like come his way now. I mean, he. It's not like he hasn't had game-winning drives that were just denied in the past two years. He's he's had plenty of them. They were just denied, and he finally got one. So well, I, I hope he can build on that. Yeah. Me too. Mayhem saying that he he enjoys the show as always. Thank you, Mayhem. And then of course Retro has to insult him by saying you need a life. <laughs> 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 Our resident insulter. Great to see you back, resident insulter. <laughs> there we go. That's better, PJ. Now now we recognize you. Yeah. I was like, wait, Jordan St. Patrick. I'm like, oh, it's just like PJ. The Bears will be Detroit, ma'am. I, I believe they. The, this is going to be the first time that they get two in a, in a row under Eberflus. I think this is going to be. See, I'm I'm unlike the last show, Dan, where you were optim, like overly optimistic, and I was like eh, pessimistic. I'm 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 right back there with you, my friend. I think that this is a win, and it's going to be two in a row, and not only that, but two against division rivals back to back. He'll get his first two in a row. And I think that's going to open the door to winning out. And then go get to nine and eight and see what happens, right? Definitely beat Cleveland because I'm going to be there. Oh, God, you are. You've got hey, we won the last game I was at against the Raiders. We won okay, that game. You have to make sure you wear the same jersey then. I'll wear the I wore a Jay Cutler jersey the day we beat Cleveland I think I'm going with Justin Fields against the Browns. Okay. Uh, whichever I, I the Browns wear white at home a lot. Assuming the Bears are in white and navy, I'll wear the the Fields white that day. I'm gonna go with my Rashawn Salam again. See, I, I I did the the orange Rex the way because you, you said if I wear Salam and you wear Rex, then we won't lose to Detroit. I still wore Rex and you didn't wear Salam and we lost. I forgot to bring my Salam jersey with me to New Orleans. It's my fault. I yeah, said that I, one I, was, but I wore it the next week and we won against the Vikings. So it's the Rashawn Salam jersey. Yeah, I I think I just had a bear sweatshirt on that night and not a jersey. <laughs> but I I'm going to wear Justin at the game. Then I'm going back to the Pro Football Hall of Fame the next day. I've I've gone once. I went in 2012. Uh, yeah, 2012. It was a really good experience, and I figure I got to pass by there on the way home, so I might as well go in. Well, take me some pictures. Send them to me, and we'll put them on the show. Sure, I'll be at the. I think I'm going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again too. I did that in 2021. I was very disappointed, but maybe because it was during COVID, maybe it'll be better now. Yeah. So I'm probably going to go to both of those Hall of Fames and and the game. Never been there. That sounds like fun. Going to try to get Will there. Will Wright. He goes to a lot of these games. I'm like, dude, show up in Cleveland then. You know. Yeah, Will's gonna be Will's down here like either this week or next week. In, in he went to the he went to the Detroit game. He had really good seats, like he always does. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was in Minnesota or not. I know he went to Detroit. He's a cool dude. Yeah, man. We we well, saw him when we were going down on the field to wave the flag. He was waving the flag with us. Wow. Yeah, it's like, damn, you're here too, because he's a uh, season ticket holder for the Bears. 
I think Will works for Bet US. I think he does. <laughs> Will's like the guy that owns Fox News or something. Yeah, he's 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 seems like it, right? Yeah, I, he's got connections. He's got money, is what he's got. And I'm not saying he didn't earn it. I'm, I'm just saying, wow, Will's everywhere. Our media relations manager, Foster, is uh like, we we gotta we gotta get Will on the show. I'm like, yeah, we do. That's a good a uh, good call. <laughs> Uh, to answer PJ, my cousin stole a bunch of them, but I still probably have 20 to 30 bears jerseys. My cousin stole God, 20 jerseys from me, but all of those weren't bears. He stole, he, he stole a lot of NBA and baseball ones too. Wow. So you have 30 bears jerseys still at least 20. Wow. I have like eight. I mean, just alone, I've got, you know, four Cutler and four Fields. Um, and, I mean, he stole my authentic Brandon Marshall jersey. He stole a couple of the authentic Cutlers, but I managed to get those back. He stole a Walter Payton, of course, because he's a fucking bastard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I've got Eric Kramer. That He didn't take that, the first authentic jersey I ever bought in 97, the white Eric Kramer uh, let's see. I got Kramer from that team. I have Curtis Conway. Uh, he stole my authentic Musin Muhammad, my, my authentic Brandon Marshall, a couple authentic Cutlers, authentic Peyton. I still have an authentic Lance Briggs, a couple Erlackers, even though I would never wear those now. I still have Thomas Jones, Anthony Thomas, Mike Brown, some Trubisky, I admit, uh, Kyle Long. Uh, I even had I even have Tank Johnson. I have Tank Johnson. I've got Jared Allen as a bear. <laughs> I've got Cordell Stewart as a bear. I got three or four Rex, uh, three Rex Grossman jerseys. I liked Rex. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I liked Rex. <laughs> uh, Mr. I, have, I have David Terrell. David Terrell, along with like I said, Mike Brown and and Anthony right. Thomas and Thomas Jones. My uncle's or my aunt's uh, boyfriend uh, was his, was David Terrell's mailman for like ever, and he said he's he's actually a really nice guy. My friend Dan, another Dan, played high school basketball against David Terrell in Virginia. Wow, really? Yeah, it was like he was heat up on him the whole game. He had to play him the whole night, a superstar. Wow. I don't know how it went. He probably told me how it went. I've forgotten. But when I first met the guy was in like oh one he goes oh you're a bears fan huh or maybe a man too he's like that guy david terrell that you drafted i played him one-on-one -on -one in high school <laughs> <laughs> well beerman's saying danny wonders where his all his cash went the nfl loves people like you oh i agree man i've spent way too much money on jerseys you're right no shit because i mean then you buy a jersey and it ends up being a cordell stewart jersey you're like fuck why did i buy this jersey <laughs> <laughs> I bought court man. Cause I, I'm not going to say Cordell ever looked like, you know, fields did last year running, but Cordell, I mean, Cordell did some good things with Pittsburgh and I was hoping that the O three bears, I was, I was like, man, he's got a lot of athleticism. Uh, I, I had high hopes for Cordell. All right. I'll admit it. <laughs> Rich was saying those jerseys are as worthless as Mr. Shorty's sperm. I've got Jim McMahon too, and that's certainly not worthless. 
I appreciate the insult. Thank you, Retro. Would you say you have Jim McMahon's jersey? Yeah, I've got the blue one and the white one. I would hope so. I would hope so. If you said you didn't have the blue and white one of Jim McMahon, I'd be just... No, I've got the blue one and the white one, two of them. That's what I meant. If you didn't have one of each, I'd be severely disappointed in you, man. Oh, okay. Jim McMahon's the reason why you became a Bears fan. That is the, That is so true. Sean Salisbury has promised me a Jim McMahon interview because he's like best friends with him. So I hope it goes better than mine, dude. Oh, yours was great. Well, no, it wasn't. Like, well, what can you do when he's open up eating a cheeseburger? You know, and I'm I had a sinus infection. I felt like shit. I sounded like shit. No, man, you you were awesome. You were like you were not fanboyish at all. Like you were a little bit, but you were you were awesome with that. The way Aldo gave you, you know basically control that interview it's just jim mcmahon you can't jim mcmahon is jim mcmahon he's gonna be that way with i just felt it like my kramer one was much better and then i didn't get to participate in tom zach's interview but i had asked him a question he was like oh what a good question let me think or whatever and i was like yes <laughs> yeah you're, uh, you're, thomas jones liked my question too yeah yeah thomas jones god i love thomas jones when he played for the bears Hell yeah. Dan, do you have a Honda Elite scooter or a gotcha gun? What is a gotcha gun? I don't have either. What what is what is the gotcha gun? It sounds like something Sarah Palin would have endorsed though. Gotcha. <laughs> when she's sucking off Glenn Rice. <laughs> True story. Look it up if you don't believe me. Love Glenn Dan, Rice. We just hit an hour and a half even. Let's wrap this shit up on that. I, that's perfect. Last question. Oh, another real quick, and I'll lead to my last question. Another jersey I had, Jordan Howard. Mm. If you were with the team we have now, excluding Fields, because he's an obvious, mm -hmm. if you had to buy a jersey tonight and you had the money, money was no object, no object, but you wanted a new jersey right now, as soon as we get off there, who would you buy? Devin Hester. I meant from the current team. Oh. Um, Sweat, maybe? I wouldn't, because I, I I would wait until I know they're going to be worthy of owning a jersey for the rest of my life for that much money. I guess that's true. I mean, like my Rashawn Salam jersey that I has is now two and zero on the season. I mean, that's like the shittiest twenty dollar freaking Dick Sporting Good jersey you could find back in the day. You know they. It wasn't John there. Buffone has Rick Meyer. Oh God. No kid. I'm not kidding. John Buffone has Rick Meyer and Phil Atoshin has Lewis Tillman. Lewis Tillman. Lewis <laughs> Tillman. Phil has Lewis Tillman. Somebody wow. bought, bought it for him, but he's got it. Number 27. Yep. That's the one. Lewis Tillman. I think my most obscure one would probably be tank Johnson. And it says tank on the back too. Hmm. PJ's asking, where do you stand on Fields in his future with the Bears? I hope he's their guy, man. I hope he's their guy. I still think he's 24, and he's going to get better. He's going to be in his prime somewhere, and I hope it's here. But yeah, maybe commit too. Um, I like Justin. I, I hope that he succeeds here. I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't have any answers on it, but I hope that he balls out. And if people say, ah, if – you pay Justin, you got to pay him 200 and 
why? I mean, you could, uh, you could use the leverage. You could say, I don't know, Justin, you fumble a lot. You struggle. Yeah. You could say you struggle a lot in these situations and maybe you come to a middle ground on an extension and not, you don't have to pay him to be a top five quarterback. If he hasn't hit that level yet, I think he's capable of getting there. I want him to get there, but for now, I mean, he, you got him under contract for next year. You could extend him with the fifth year option. And then a franchise if you needed to. So, like, if you don't want him to go, he doesn't have to go for another three years. Mm-hmm. So, I, I hope he's the guy. But I, I just don't know. I really like him, though. I mean, I'm fanboying for him for sure. Yeah. So am I. Cliff saying a Comet jersey would be good. I would buy a Comet jersey. That, that, that's, that's my answer. That's the answer. For, thank you, Cliff. I would buy a Comet jersey. If Foreman came back, I'd buy a Foreman jersey. I'm afraid he'd leave and go to another team, but I really like Foreman. Yeah, I mean, Komet, growing up here, born and raised, he's got his first big contract. He's he's living up to it. DJ Moore, maybe. Maybe DJ Moore. Maybe a DJ Moore. I just don't like the number two. I think it's Doug Flutie, and I think it's two. Yeah. Uh, or Foster. Santos. Yeah. I think of... Um, uh, Number two, I think of the Cincinnati Bengals brother, the quarterback for the the Car, um, Carson Carson Palmer, Jesse Palmer, Jesse Palmer. That's what I think of when I think of number two on the Bears, Jesse Palmer when he when he was with the Bears. Hmm. Uh, Foster saying Tevin, I would buy a seventy six, but not Tevin. It would be a Mongo. Your Mongo jersey is awesome, Foster. What about blasting game? The fullback. <laughs> I'd buy a Matt Suey before I'd buy that. Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved Neil Anderson and Brad Muster. Neil loved Anderson, both of them. Neil Anderson was my first real professional like game jersey, and somebody stole it from me at a party that I had uh, in high school. Some fucker stole that from me. I was trying to dig it out when I was when I ended up wearing that Rashawn Slam jersey that day and in, in the Conway before that. I was looking for that jersey and I forgot somebody had stolen it. The Conway? Was, no, uh, Neil Anderson and had oh. like sewn on. It was like the one of the first, if not the first, actual game day jersey that you could buy at the time. Prior yeah, my to that, first one was all, Kramer. Prior to that, they were all like cheap, you know, like my Rashawn Salams. Yeah, yeah. But this the was first like- time I really remember seeing Authentics was during the 94 season because they had that sweet NFL 75 patch on it, and I just didn't have the money yet. Uh, that was the first year that I was caught on to where I could order authentic jerseys online, or not online, I'm sorry, through catalogs, through the mail. And then my first one I bought was Kramer in 97. Nice. You still have it? Yeah, he didn't steal that one. Nice. It's a little snug. <laughs> so, I mean, I, it doesn't like, it's not exactly comfortable. Like I can, I mean, I could wear it, but I wouldn't want to wear it for like eight or nine hours at a game. Right. Cause it's a little bit short and a little bit tight, but yeah, it'd be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. It would be, it's like the equivalent of say an extra large and I need a two X. Yeah. I gotcha. So, I mean, I can still fit it, but you know, it just makes me a little bit too fat in it. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's like this bears country podcast shirt. If I wear it with, that's why I like to put it on over this white shirt. Cause it just, it's a little, uh, short and, uh, yeah. Don't you hate that? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. 
PJ is asking, he, he wants your final decision right now. Would you, what would you do? Trade Justin, keep him or draft another QB? Well, I mean, I'm not the GM, so I'm not trying to un- avoid the answer, but, or, or the question rather, I, I'm hoping that he's the guy and that he gets an extension here, but I don't know the answer to that. I just don't know it. I mean, I think you need the other five games to play this out, right? PJ. I mean, for me right now, I would say I'm my personally right now, and you know how I felt about I've, you know, we've not gotten arguments about this, but we've gotten into discussions about Bajent and, and uh, Fields. And I, as we stand right now, I would, I want Fields to stay on this team personally. But I want Bajent's high school, by the way, beat the, the town I live in. They just won the state title game again against the team I live in, or the town I live in. But it's like his he played at Martinsburg. His high school's won like 10 or 11 championships since 2000. Wow, really? Yeah, so he came from a powerhouse. He's he's right on the cusp of where, where he grew up. He was close to like D.C. and Maryland and West Virginia and Ohio. They're all like right there together. So it's like he was from, you know, if you were going to be from West Virginia, that's the most advantageous part of the state to be in for sure. We were getting um, our car worked on, and at the mechanic shop, the guy seems to be wearing a bear's hat, and he's like, hey, so what do you think about Tyson Bajan? I'm like, um, I'm like, I like him. Like he's, I was kind of thrown off by him. I'm like, yeah, I, I like him. Like he's, I think he's got excellent footwork, you know, his release. He, he seems to have all the intangibles. Um, he's he just needs to develop, you know. And he's like, I went to the same school as him. He he played running back for Shepherd, ah. like like fifteen years ago or something. And I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. So he was all psyched, you know, psyched for uh, the Tyson Bajan hype that was going on from a small school that he went to. It was pretty cool. I mean, Bajan, he's got a three year deal, so I like him as our backup. <clears throat> Four year deal. Is it four? No, wait, is it? Am I thought I he signed a three-year deal. Yeah, either way, he's under contract for a couple of years. I was thinking he was drafted. You're, you know, you're right. It might be only three. I, I like him as the backup. It makes me feel like for the first time since Josh McCown that we have some way we could rely on if we needed a, a victory. I agree. Because, I mean, did you have confidence in Chase Daniel? I sure as fuck didn't. I didn't have any confidence in uh, Andy Dalton. Maybe Foles. Foles, I had a little bit of confidence in, but still, I, I like him as the backup, is what I'm saying. I do, too. I, do, I think that um, to have someone come in undrafted like that, take over the second string position, play that well in a game where Justin goes down, uh, I, you know, Justin's playing style kind of, it, it, for me, it almost seems like you can kind of count on an injury every year at some point because it, it's been that way since his first year. So, you know, we can kind of assume that he will miss a game or two and it'd be nice to have someone like Bajent that could step in and win a game or two, you know? Well, I think, you know, I agree with you. And I just think that Fields' injury this year was bad luck, just the way he landed on his thumb and stuff. I mean, that's not something he wasn't playing reckless when he's getting sacked there. Um, I, I think that, he just had bad luck this year, is what I'm saying. But hopefully, he starts the rest of the rest of the way. All five of them get some wins, and at least makes the decision tough. 
if the Bears really do want to move on from it, I want them to be sweating and 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 dreading what their decision is going to be. I don't want it to be easy for them. I don't want them to think, oh, we we know we're going with Caleb or the, another North Carolina quarterback, which remember the last one didn't work out well for us. So, Yeah, I'd hate to be Carolina. God, listen to this. The backup for Cincinnati tonight, Jake Browning, is 32 of 37 for 354 yards and two touchdowns. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> James Ford, yeah, Burrow. Message, he's been hurt every year, too. Yeah, and then no one ever criticizes him for it. Swifty. Oh, we're not talking about drafting the QB when I got here, are we? No, we're not. We're, 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 answering, we're actually answer, answering uh, PJ's question about stick with fields or not. Again, I'm a Fields fan. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Yeah, you went out and bought a jersey day one. I bought a Fields jersey 30 minutes after he got drafted. Right. The night of. Yeah. So I got the white one immediately. I guess I would explain it, right, Swifty? Kind of haven't seen you in a while. I wondered if it was the Bajan talk. I'm like, oh, I bet Swifty's pissed at me for saying nice things about Bajan, thinking I'm hitting on Justin, which I never was. But uh, no, it was nice to see Bajan come in, play a couple of games, and then you get to see the difference when Justin comes back. Night and day. Night and day. Arm strength. I mean, he was even, you know, some of the shit we were talking about, he seemed to like, just the ball seemed to be coming out of his hand quicker. Uh, I thought he played fucking fantastic the last two games. And it we didn't lose because of him. No, he played well enough to beat Detroit for sure. And again, we didn't score enough points against Minnesota. I get it. Didn't get any touchdowns. I get it. He fumbled twice. I get it. But he got the win. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he got the win. And ironically, the last time the Bears won by only field goals, I watched that game too in 1993 when they beat Atlanta 6 nothing. I watched that game live. Mm-hmm. And to see him um, look, it looked like the game, like the loss had just gotten to him at the end of that game before that last touchdown or that last drive for the the game winning field goal. To see, like, kind of look in his face at the end of that game, he looked just like he was like, "Damn!" Like he needed that. Are we gonna fucking pull out a win when we should be winning? Like that losing was getting to him, and then to have that strike to get in a field goal position to win the game. That said it all. That was a beautiful pass by Fields. And, and when Santos didn't miss it, I said, thank God. Because <laughs> he'd already missed one that night. And I know he hit one from 55, but he missed one like 48 or something. I know that one was much shorter. But I was like, man, Santos is better outside than he is in the domes. He missed one in New Orleans. I'm like, please don't miss this. Because Justin's done everything right and got you back in the field. But if he misses, they're going to blame Fields for the loss. Yes. Yes. Thankfully, he didn't look, miss. A fucking win is a win. You go back and look. Nobody's going to be talking about that was a 12-9 to 9 win. You know, a win is a win. It'll be on the books as a win at the end of this year. If they can win out here and somehow make the playoffs at 9-8, and eight, nobody will be talking about that 12-9 to 9 win. <laughs> we still need some help, though. I mean, like Green Bay's got a couple more wins than us, and, and Minnesota – 
I maybe Minnesota with that, you know, their quarterback, it's coming, they're coming back down to earth now, but I still think it's we, the Rams are winning a bunch of games now. The, the Bears could be nine and eight and still miss it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But if they got to nine and eight, that would be a hell of a lot more encouraging to end the season than by going five and. Yeah, if you get to nine and eight, and don't forget, you're to get to nine, you're going to have to beat Green Bay on the road. So if you won that game at Lambeau to get over five hundred, man, somehow, yeah, fuck, I, I could I could start masturbating right now if you want. <laughs> just at the just at the idea, just the idea. You can masturbate right now. Nobody would know the difference. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just joking, but the point is that's how excited I would be. I know. Or something like that, man. It's just, you'd want to win the playoff game, but still, that would feel like such a huge accomplishment. Massive accomplishment, especially after what we've been through for the last two and a half or a year and a half, and then we went out to make the playoffs. I mean, it's like we had a a shitty 19, a shitty 19, a shitty 20, a shitty 21, a shitty 22. We've had four bad years in a row. If you can't count this one to fifth, Mm-hmm. 2020 is the only playoff team like in my entire life where I felt like for some reason we didn't even make it. Yeah, It wasn't even like, it wasn't because it was the seventh seed. I don't give a shit about that. They extended the playoffs. So what? It used to be five teams and they made it six. So I don't apologize for making the seventh seed that year, but the team was so flat and so bad that like when I start recounting Bears playoff teams, I routinely forget about that when at first I'm like, Oh yeah, and the 2020 team, you know, yeah. <laughs> it always slips from my mind that that team made the playoffs because of fucking yeah. Matt Nagy. And uh, Trubisky had quite arguably the best pass of his entire Bears career. The one that was dropped in the Superdome by Mims. Yep. Ugh. Was it Mims? Whims. Whims. Yeah. Right. In the bread basket and right through. You know what? What is so asinine to me is I get maybe not the same possession, maybe not even the same quarter. Why wouldn't you try the same play again later? Right. If be, even if you don't try it with whims again, maybe you try it with Allen Robinson, but just, okay, we're, we took a shot, the bum dropped it, so we're not going to take a shot the rest of the fucking game, even though we're going to be down by 20 or whatever. How about throw the ball deep again? Mm-hmm. You didn't try it the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I hate I that bald bastard. And then in the post game, he was smiling. He must have just been told. I don't have speculated on this for years. That he must have been told after the loss he was coming back. Because I've never seen a presser where a guy was eliminated from the playoffs and he looked like he just gotten blown when he started talking. Yeah, he was so happy. It's like, man, this guy just got sucked off in the fucking locker room. <laughs> I like what he's saying here. If the Bears win out and go nine and eight, they should make the playoffs. The NFC is really weak outside of San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. And if the Bears do win out and go into the playoffs hot, that's going to be the team you don't. Well, I just I just told you two teams. uh, Maybe Minnesota falls off, but like the Rams have won three in a row. Green Bay's hot right now too. So there's there's only two wild cards. Right. So right there, you have to pass Green Bay and the Rams and Minnesota. I mean, it's it's arduous. You need some help. It's not you could win out and still not make it. Yeah. But the good thing is you have 
three division teams. Well, four division teams and three. Yeah, there's three wild cards now. I said there's only two. Fuck, there's three now, dog. Yeah, but the Bears have left on the division. They've already played Vikings twice. They have. They, they got Green Bay one more time. They got Detroit one more time. Although Detroit's probably going to win the division, but they don't play the Rams. Mm -hmm. So they'll need help from them because they can't control that. Atlanta might be fighting for a spot if, for some reason, they get knocked out of first. So that'd be a game you definitely want to win. Mm -hmm. Arizona has no shot. You would think. And like Foster's saying, anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah, look at the Giants. We always bring them in 07 when they beat the Bears, the game you were at, they started like a five or six game winning streak to make the just make the playoffs and then they went all the way to the Super Bowl and won it. They were very similar to where the Bears are at right now. I think they had four wins going into that game and then they won out. I think they I think they actually no, they they lost they, they the lost the last game to the Patriots, the Patriots, but they won like six to seven at the end and then won all four playoff games. Right. So you get hot going into the playoffs by winning out or you know you lose one of those and go go into the playoffs winning that was the opposite of what happened to Ditka in 91 and 90 where they lost like three of the last four both of those years and then lost well they won one playoff game in 90 they beat the saints and then lost at new york but then lost to dallas both of those teams fizzled at the end though the la they lost like the last three three of the last four Yeah, I'm thinking that um, I'm 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 excited about these. I'm, I'm I'm the most excited I've been about this season as I am right now. Because I missed them yesterday when they were on the bye. I was like, man, I wish the Bears were playing. I know, me too. Felt weird, but but they have played. They have lost so many freaking games going into this this past game. And that felt like a, a loss, even though it was a win. And but it it gave Fields a signature comeback game game winning drive that he needed for his career for his confidence. They played well against the Lions. They know that they should have beat them. They know that they can beat them. They're playing them at home. I feel like the Lions have kind of shown all their cards. I think that they can beat the Lions. You take it one game at a time. Then you've got some shitty teams coming up, and you finish off with the Packers. There's no reason. Maybe why. we can beat Joe Flacco, because I, I this may sound crazy, but I don't want to play PJ Walker. We caught him, and I think PJ's better than people give him credit for. And I don't want him to have his revenge game against us. I'd rather play Flacco. I say that now, and then he'll throw for like four touchdowns. But I think the Bears have a shot of of beating you know, the immovable Joe Flacco. This may sound strange, but when I heard him talking about Joe Flacco in that game, I thought they were talking about him as a coach. <laughs> yeah, he, he threw a pick yesterday to cost the Browns against the Rams. I'm like, wait a second, Joe Flacco is still actually playing quarterback? He just got signed by the Browns again a couple weeks ago. From? Ben I think Hill. he was on the street. Oh, yeah. The Browns signed him because they have a shot at making the playoffs, and, and Watson's out for the year, I guess. So they. I just are, assumed... He was a quarterback's coach or something. When RG3 was trying to get signed by them again. He was yearning for it on Twitter. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, Kirk Cousins is still playing, so. Well, he's out for the year. I know, but they were drafted in the same draft. He could. Right. RG3. Oh, boy, what a shame that was.
Yeah, he was balling, man, his rookie year. People forget that he had that devastating yeah. injury against Seattle. Yeah. Kind of like Culpepper, man. Dante Culpepper was a yeah. solid fucking quarterback. He could run, he could throw, and he blew his knee out all like three ligaments at the same time, and he was never the same. Uh, kind of like um, the quarterback that was drafted. Um, what's his name uh, from USC that had mono, and has never been the same. He's the backup now for San Francisco. Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I was worried that uh, Torrell Smith ha having mono would not come back the same, but he's balled out coming back from mono. I'm proud of that kid. Mono isn't something to fuck with, man. That that takes you down. You lose a lot of weight. It's hard to get it back in an NFL conditioning program, you know. I've never had that, so I can't relate. Yeah. I've heard it's a, it's it's no joke. Culpepper was a beast, sport uh Swifty's saying. Yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. If he hadn't gotten hurt, I mean he was the kind of guy that could have been a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Way ahead of his time. Yeah, for sure. Big ass fucking person. guy running down the field too. Two seventy and probably running like a four four. Hell of a receiving core though, too. Oh yeah. Moss and uh, Jake Reed's already gone by the time Carter's gone too, but I guess they had Nate Burleson and Well uh, Carter was still there when they lost that title game. To the Giants, man. They lost like 40 to three when the Giants lost to Baltimore in the Super Bowl. I still don't, I thought for sure Minnesota was going to the Super Bowl that game. And they just went to New York and got clobbered. I was like, what the fuck is that? I didn't watch that game. I turned it on in the fourth quarter, just assuming Minnesota, I was going to be mad because Minnesota won. Uh, if, if I had to do over again, I'd just root for the Vikings to go, I guess. But at the time, I was better and wanted the Giants to win as a Bear fan. <laughs> I was so happy when the Falcons beat them two years before, too. Yeah. And I called it, man, because the whole game, Pat Summerall said, you know, Gary Anderson hasn't missed a field goal all season. I told my friend Michael then, I was like, Gary Anderson is going to miss a field goal at the end of this game. I bet my life on it. And sure enough, he did. And then uh, the other Anderson, Morton Anderson, kicked the Falcons into the Super Bowl. Yeah. With, uh, was that Chris Chandler? Yeah, for, uh, future bear. Yeah, and don't forget uh, they were fourteen and two that year. Everyone act like the Falcons were seven and nine or something. Yeah. Minnesota was fifteen and one, but Atlanta was fourteen and two with the Dirty Bird. Yep, I think you're right too, Swifty. It was uh, Culpepper had Chris Carter and Randy Moss. I think for two years there. Yeah, I think oh one was Carter's last year in Minnesota. Yeah. Before him, it was was it Warren Moon or Randall? Warren Cunningham? Moon was there in ninety four, five, six. Randall Cunningham was there what ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, so it went. They had Jeff George in ninety nine as well. George George had a great year in ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've gotten some some decent seasons out of their quarterback when they had a good team. More yeah, that ninety nine Vikings team had a hell of a playoff game with the ninety nine Rams. People forget it was. Kurt Warner, I mean, still he he got like forty nine points, but Jeff George had like thirty seven. It was like forty nine, thirty eight, forty nine, thirty seven, something like that. That Rams Vikings playoff game it was a fun game. Yeah. And the chat is blowing up here about 
Luke Ketze and <laughs> Eberflus, Eberlus, Eberlus is a moron for not hiring Greg Roman or Pep Hamilton. I don't know. Jay, Cult Jay Cutler said Pep Hamilton was a fucking idiot. So I've never gotten over that. He's like, this guy doesn't know anything about football. Yeah, Pep Hamilton has been one that I haven't really been able to get behind for some fans that that really like him. But Greg, Greg Roman is a guy that he's proven that he can do something with a quarterback like just And he worked with Harbaugh before, too. Yeah. That could be the uh, the next offensive coordinator. If Jim Harbaugh is uh, brought in, just not Pep. I'm sorry, Pep. Pep worked with Rex and Ko and Cutler. We don't need to bring him back. Yeah. If you don't want to bring Lovey back, then I say don't bring Pep Hamilton back. Yeah. And I like Lovey. I don't want to bring Pep Hamilton. I don't either. I don't want to really bring. This is my thing. I don't want to bring any old. Except Jim Harbaugh, he's an old bear. You want to bring him back? Yeah, except for Jim Harbaugh, yeah. <laughs> You're about to say, yet. I don't want to bring any old Bears back. But no, I was about to say any old Bears coaches back. Maybe Ron Rivera. No, he's about to get fired again. Yes, that's why I'd take him back. As the D.C., maybe, not as the yeah, fucking I mean, coach. Yeah, the D.C., yes. Mediocre player, too. Everyone forgets that. That would be interesting to see what Harbaugh would do with the coaching staff if they if they brought him in and he retains fields. Who does he does he does he go with someone that can run a hybrid defense like uh um I don't know does he I mean how we've even like joked around about the Bears retaining Fluce and saying hey you want to just stick around and be the defensive coordinator he's not going to do that I know of course he wouldn't but the guy in Denver Joseph's the only one who's ever done that like fired and then got brought back as a coordinator I, okay that's what I was I was wondering that too Vance Joseph. Yeah, the, he was yeah, the Denver was coach a few years ago, and he's the D.C. again now. Yeah, I was wondering that when I was watching that game. I was like, wasn't he the head coach? Yeah. But he, he wasn't, like, fired and brought back as the defensive coordinator that year. He was brought back. Like, no. Another, yeah, a couple years later after after uh, Fangio. It would be precedented, but I love what Fluce is starting to do with this defense now. Just don't do whatever you did when Detroit had those two drives. Yeah. <laughs> those two drives, the defense you ran in those two drives, throw yeah. that out the window. Do that again, yeah. But, I mean, the defense overall is is starting to gel. They're starting to play better. The youngsters are playing better. Um, it's starting to kind of come together for everybody. And that's what's the exciting thing about thinking that we could possibly win this out. That'd be amazing. Sensational sensational well Dan, no, you well, want to end the show i know well, we're about to hit two hours on the on the dot too so we might as well wrap this up on the dot all right well dan i let's before we leave let's remind everybody again since you are the the master bet us bet us hit where that, the game uh, begins i have to have i have to read my uh my teleprompter hold on where's my teleprompter at there we go Bet US. Wait, hold on. Let me pull this up. Get 125% bonus on every sports better's favorite book. They have a bunch of great perks as well. Sectional service. Use the link in the description to get 125% sign up bonus. Place your sports bets with Bet US. That link is in the description to the show as well as the description to the channel. If you guys do bet, 
please use that link. You will help to support the channel. Thank you guys so much. Mayhem, Cliff Victoria, Retro, PJ, Swifty hanging out with us tonight. Mo Beerman, Mark Kazak. PJ's in the house tonight. Foster's hanging out with us tonight. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It's been a fun show. It's been great talking to you again, Dan. I miss you for the last couple of weeks. Yep. Hopefully we'll be back with a win next Monday. We'll be talking about a big win this next Monday. I know it. We're going to be jacked up. We're going to be stoked. Make sure that you guys set your notifications. Tell your friends, like, subscribe. And thank you guys so much for watching tonight. Without you, this does not go around. Let's end this shit on a one, two, three, bears. Ready? One, two, three, bears. Bears. <laughs>